0: In Jesus' name, amen. amen. The grace of God has found you and I, amen. amen. And it is that same grace that will sustain us. We don't have much time, so I'm going to try and go through as quickly as possible, but we'll get there nevertheless. But let's all read 2 Chronicles 2020. 2020 was a year, isn't it? A strange year. (laughs) 2020. Do you remember 2020? or you want to forget it forever? 2020. Going to read the Amplified, but let's read the New King James. Yes. So let's read it together so they rose early in the morning i'm not reading alone let's all read it together let's go Amen. As Reverend, I say you have read it to me, so I'm also going to read it to you. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe His prophets." and you shall prosper. Last week, as we looked at the verses above, we realized that as they were being chased and as war was coming to their doorstep and fear entered into them, and the prophet came to tell them what instruction God has given, the king also rose and agreed with it and reminded the people. How many of us know that when we are faced with adversity, you need somebody to remind you that you have a God yeah. because it is normally the time that you are at your weakest. It is normally the time that your faith is easily shaken. It is normally the time that all the jargons and all the theories that you have acquired in your faith become almost meaningless. Yeah. yeah. And that is why it is good that you don't wait for your challenge before you grow your faith. You grow your faith because as for adversity, they will come. <clears throat> Do you understand? The scripture says that in the day of your of adversity, if your faith fails, then you never had strength anyway in your faith. Amen. And you know, this when you continue from verse 21 onwards, I'm not going to read it, but please make it part of your bedtime story to verse 30. You realize that when they went to war, and they won, and they gathered all the spoils of all the Ammonites and the mountains and all the people, when they were coming back and they arrived back in their own land, Jehoshaphat took them straight into the temple, and they went there to worship God. They went there to acknowledge God. They went there to praise God. So you realize that. Because sometimes you pray and say, God, deliver me. God, help me. God, make a way for me. God, give me a job. God, give me a this. God, help me with this. God, heal me. And when it comes, you can easily just continue with your life. And forget the source of that victory. The source of that breakthrough, The source of that deliverance. It is a common feature for Christians. That when the Lord comes to our aid, we forget to take time to acknowledge that it is he who has given us that ability. It is he who has opened that door for us. It is because of him we are who we are. It is because of him we are not consumed. That passage teaches us that, listen, going to worship God must be In strength and in weakness, in victory and even in failure. It doesn't matter what it is. We will always worship God. A true Christian is the one who knows how to worship God at all times. At all times. You can't tell me or show me your love for God until I see your manifestation in the time of your challenge and in the time of your plenteousness sometimes it is easy if you are in need yeah it is easy yeah. you know people have husbands who never stay at home at all they are always going somewhere, going somewhere going somewhere and then their car breaks down and then they are home all day. It is not the time to go and tell your husband that oh I like the way you have spent all day at home Because that is circumstances beyond their control. Let the car be repaired and let the car come back home and see if they are at home all day. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to somebody on something. I pray that as our belief in God increases and grows stronger, we will have that sense that believing remember what we said believe was we said believe was accepting as true as real as correct especially without proof yeah you see that is why sometimes we struggle to give the glory to God to acknowledge God in our success to acknowledge God in our victory to acknowledge even God in taking us through day by day because we won't prove that it was because of him this happened but like oxygen, it's only when it's taken away that you know that when it's not there, you die. We have a lot to learn from Jehoshaphat and his people. Amen. Philippians 1.29. But you know that they, 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 they did what they did because of also the relationship they had with God. Philippians one twenty nine. The Bible says that for you, to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in Him but also to suffer for His sake. The NLT puts it this way: for you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ but also the privilege of suffering for Him. Because sometimes the sufferings of Christ or the challenges we have to go through because of our faith almost negates our belief. If I believe, if this God that I say I believe in, how can he let me also suffer? But the belief and the suffering are all a privilege. He says that the privilege of trusting God and the privilege of also suffering for him. Because suffering is one of the things that can punch your belief. Suffering can punch your belief. There are people who are not Christians today because they will say that when my mother was sick, when my father was sick, God did not heal them. God made them die, and they had saved God all their lives. But since the days of Scripture, everybody that Jesus healed still died. Is Lazarus still alive? We talk about his story every year. We go over Lazarus, we'll go over Lazarus. Eventually he died. You see how sometimes the devil plays with us. Yeah, the healing and miracles that God works is not so much for those of us who already believe in him. It is to encourage those who don't believe to see that there is power in the God we are serving. Second Corinthians 5, 7, it says that, for we live by faith, isn't it, and not by sight. The NLT says that, for we live by believing and not by seeing. For we live by believing and not by seeing. You cannot live as a Christian unless you live by believing and not only live by if I see. Because there are a lot of things that God also wants to test your heart and try you and see whether just by his word you move or you want to see it happen before you move. This, mo- this morning, I want to just for a few moments talk about how to believe to be established. How to believe. I believe that we have to learn how to believe. We have to get ourselves into the place where we can consistently believe God in all seasons and at all times. Amen. To believe in God, to believe in your spouse, to believe, you know, even if you start a business, if you are doing something, to believe in the thing that you are doing, first of all, you have to have knowledge. You have to have knowledge. You have to have understanding. You have to take time out to, in in, in, in the Christian world, we say to meditate. Do you understand? Because do you know that if you don't meditate on something, it will never Fully consume you. Yeah. It will enter superficial places. But it will, that's why when you have your quiet time. By the end of the day. You can't remember the scripture you read. Because the whole day you didn't meditate on it. Yeah. You see that. The more you have knowledge and understanding on a thing. The more confident you are in that thing. Of that person. That's why sometimes we get so surprised. I'm so shocked. I never expected that. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, when you bring people that you want to introduce them, that I want to marry this person, and we start asking certain questions, then you get nervous and you get angry. The only reason why we're asking is for you to gain more knowledge and understanding. Because the knowledge and understanding, it will come now or it will come later, but it will come nevertheless. When we ask the person a question before the answer, then you answer for them. Yeah. Do they have a job? Reverend, they are looking for work. Leave them to answer their question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knowledge, understanding, meditation, discernment. Descendment, you have to become sensitive to little things so that they can grow into bigger things. Obedience. I want to just pick the first one, knowledge and understanding this morning. Philippians 3, the Bible says in verse 10 to 11, we'll read the Amplified. It says that, for my determined purpose is that I may know him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Isn't that the process we have with human beings? When a boy meets a girl. Isn't it? They progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted. Oh? Ah, If you meet somebody and every time you meet a person, Hi, how are you? Have a blessed day. Hi, how are you? Good day. Hi, hello, how are you? Your relationship is not going anywhere. But hi, my name is Gloria, my name is John. Uh, yeah, do you want to go out for lunch? Yeah. Do you, uh, so what are the kind of things you enjoy? Oh, yeah. So would you like to go? There? Yeah. So yeah, actually I wanted you to meet my friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to come over? Yeah. Do you want yeah. yeah. We are progressively developing. The only problem is that sometimes, rather in our earthly relationship, we progressively overtake the process. So, sometimes we start from the end and then come to the beginning. Yeah. Because, you see, when you sleep with somebody and now you're going to find out who they are, it's too late. Let me go back to what I was saying. But what I'm saying is that that process must be applied to our relationship to God and with God. Your relationship with God when you met him first cannot be the same way in two years, in four years, in five years, in ten years. You must get to a relationship that you have with God where even when he's, he's, he has a sniffle, you know. That's why sometimes some people are like, how did you, can you say God spoke to me? How did he speak to you? Was it in French, in English, all the languages we heard today? says that perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Which means that unless you get to know the Lord on different levels, higher levels, there are a lot of things that you will never know and will never be clear to you. You will always hinge on somebody else's belief. You always hinge on somebody else's faith you will always depend on somebody else to tell you what the Lord is saying. And that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection. So that same progressive, deep, intimate acquaintance Brings you to the place where you also know the power. You see, that is one of the demons of our generation. That because we don't have that progressive relationship, we don't know when a power is from God and when it's not. Not all power is from God. Some of you, people have swerved you with money for, for money and things. So, oh, this person that you're very close to is very desperate, told me to come for this, and then you give. And then the person later, the person said, I never asked for the money. But because you never knew that person, if you had known the person, you know that they would never send someone to come and ask you for that. So you see that there are certain manifestations that if, as you get closer to God, you know that this is not of God. Yeah. Some of these foolish, crazy, I still believe that a lot of these things that are on social media are fake, but sometimes I'm told that it's actually real because I think it's actually crazy that when a man of God tells you that, listen, for you to get pregnant, the only sperm that can fertilize your egg is my own. You should know that that is really crazy. That is a demon speaking. Sorry, it's Sunday. Um, (laughs) let's, Let's get back to... Sorry. And that I may so share his sufferings Has to be continually trans. Have you realized that the knowledge of God and the blessings of God and the inheritance of God always come also with the sufferings of Christ? (laughs) It is such a frustrating thing for us to bring you up in the faith to think that now that you have found Christ, you will not have any challenge in your life again. It is not scripture. It's not biblical. The difference is that in your challenge, you will never be alone. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them. Many. has to be continually transformed. You see, because the sufferings that you're also exposed to, to helps you build character. Helps you build tenacity. Helps you become more and more into the image that he wants you to be. Haven't you seen that children who are never exposed to any, never hear no from their parents, don't go through anything, they are called sports children. Mm-hmm. A child that does not go through anything, if they don't want to learn, their parents will say don't learn. If they don't want to sleep, they'll say don't sleep. If they don't want to switch their computer off, they say don't switch their computer off. That is a child going downhill. Going In spirit, into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope that, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Amen. Number one, our Christian journey is based mainly on knowing God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 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 The word, you have to. The Spirit, you have to. You know, and um, I think last year or two years ago in CICC Ignite, we were talking about the Holy Spirit. A lot of Christians don't come to the realization that the Holy Spirit is God. It's not a force. It's God. The Holy Spirit is God. And you have to progressively know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You have to progressively know the Word. You have to progressively know and go deeper in the Spirit and become more intimately. That is our Christian walk. That is our... So when they say somebody is a matured Christian, it's not because you got saved 25 years ago or 45 years ago. It's because you have gone deeper in the word. You have gone deeper in your faith. You have gone deeper. Spiritually, you have grown up. There are people who have been Christians for 40 years. Spiritually, they are dwarfs. (laughs) Knowledge of his word knowledge of his power, having perception of what is around you, being transformed, conforming to his word, you know, all these things, and reflecting the word, reflecting the word, which means that when you look in the mirror, are you a reflection of the word that you supposedly now know? I was listening to evidence that demands a verdict, and he had this imagery that... Standing in the mirror is not what you'll be judged on. But standing in front of the mirror and what you do with what you see is what you'll be judged on when you go out. So when you come outside and we see your makeup and it scares us, then it means that the mirror didn't particularly help you. If you reflect yourself in the word and you are not in the direction of the word, then the, the mirror of the word has not particularly helped you. Because there are some people, they do makeup based on the season or what others are doing. Do you understand? They say, oh, green lipstick is now on, so you need to go and put green lipstick. But your face and green don't work. I always say that, listen, when you look at yourself, you should also say that if I saw this, I would like when you look at yourself, you should look at that, that and say, if I was passing and I saw this and I saw what I'm seeing, I would like. Yes. Do you understand? Because every, everything on this planet suits somebody, but it's not necessarily you. Okay. Somebody has cleared their throat for us. <laughs> hmm. The more knowledge you have of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the more you become like the Trinity. There's a nice little scripture in Proverbs 13, 20. The message Bible says that, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Put it up there so that we will, we, when we, go, we leave here today, we'll remember the scripture. How many of you know that we live in a very noisy world? We live in a very, I was wondering why is it that it's like Christianity today is more challenged than it was maybe 100 or 200. But it's because when you're a Christian today, it's not just the word of God or the thing. No, there's a lot of noise in the the world that we live in. And what the scripture is saying that whichever area or whatever kind of noise that's around you, you're likely to be in, in that direction. Is that a message? Give me the message. Proverbs 13, 20, become wise by walking with wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Which means that if you believe in God, you will become more and more in his image. If you hang out with fools, you just see your life deteriorate. Nobody should raise their hand. But how many of you can realize that you followed certain people, stayed around certain people and your life began to fall apart. Sometimes it's even just for a short period, and by the grace of God, you are able to uh, what retreat. Yeah, maybe you go to uni, and then the first few months, you go into the ra- wrong crowd. When it's time for lectures, they'll say, oh, let's go and this." When it's time for uh, to do assignment, they'll say, let's go. And you follow it for a, le- a little while, you see your first-term results, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. There's, there's, this group is not the right group. But for some of us, too, we see it. That is not good and then we stay in it. Yeah. And then we watch our life fall to pieces. It says hang out with fools and then watch your life fall into being. Because for some of us, we believe in foolishness more than wisdom. Yeah. Look how we are having to break down, believe in God, belief in, we're having to break it down because everybody's holding on to different kinds of belief. You would think that every Christian will be believing God. But not every Christian is believing God. Every Christian, some Christians may attach God to everything else that they believe. But it says that if you believe or you hang out with fools, you will just see your life going down. It is purely, totally true. If you hang out with people who are always spending money, as they go broke, so do you go broke. If you're hanging out with people who are saving, as they save, so do you save. I always say, tell my daughter, I always say this and that, um, I I thank God that I didn't uh, resist as schools were being chosen for me. Because I believe that if the schools that were chosen for me had not been chosen for me and had gone to another category of schools, my whole life would have been different. Because the school I went to, you don't have an option but to learn. If you don't learn, you are despised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you mistakenly do something wrong, like maybe pop out of the school or whatever, you easily would never have a friend again. It was just awesome. Yeah. They run to get to the library. And they, they see who can stay there the longest. So, so in the midst of that environment, somehow you will pass. yeah. <laughs> Pastor Sam says there is positive peer pressure. Yeah. But you know, in the, in, the, in the half-times holidays, we used to go for additional, extra classes in another school. And that school, my, 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 most of my family went there, and some of you here also went there. It's the grace of God that has delivered you. And when we go for the holiday class, they introduced me to things that I didn't know existed. So the teacher is about to come and say, oh, no, no, this is the time. We have to go and get rice and peas now, 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 now. We have to go and eat today. We'll go and eat the rice and peas, find some nice Coca-Cola, find some. And then by the time we stroll back, the class is finished. And then we all take our books, wait for our parents to come and take us. And then they say, how was the class? Very, Very difficult. The good thing was that I had to do it for two, three weeks and go back to that other environment where I'll be straightened out quickly and brought back in line. And the others will continue because that's their school. So after the three, four weeks, they continue to. <laughs> Most of them could not cross the line at all. It wasn't rocket science. If you hang out with fools, you will watch your life fall into pieces. It's a message for somebody. It's a message for somebody. That, listen, now that you have found Christ, become wise in your choice of your environment. And those you are, you want to hang around people who will let your belief in God rise. Yeah. I remember one of the girls, nobody gave her that responsibility. She took it upon herself. When you're sleeping and she feels like you have slept too much, she can't wake you up. It's time to go and study. I was like, this is not your calling. Nobody gave you this job. And then she'd be like, the exam we are having is very difficult, so get up, get up, get up, going. Recently, I was reminded her, I said I owe, I owe her a present, and I'll bring it to her in due course. Yeah, she used to go from bed to bed, and those of us who were irritated, sometimes we used to threaten her. If you touch my bed again, But she would still touch it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But that is the kind of friend you want. You want the friend that when you have worn your tight little dress, I heard it today, it's called the LBD, the little black dress. When you wear LBD, the little black dress. <laughs> when you wear your LBD, put your lipstick on, prepare yourself, you know. You should thank God for the friend who comes and say, Remember, tomorrow we'll be going to church and then comes to deflate the, you know, already you were playing some music that was taking you some, there's a song, it's called Sip HaKohol. That's the song. It's the title of the song. How many of you know it? How do you know this one? Yeah, the Lord showed it to me. You know, sometimes when, I'm, sometimes when I'm preparing, sometimes when I'm preparing a message, somehow things that I may see and ignore suddenly mean something. There's a, there's a message in the song. Sip, 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 sip alcohol. So they have one LBD about to sip alcohol. You should thank God if you have a friend who will come and dilute the sip. You should thank God that even if you manage to find yourself at the door of the place you're about to go in, and they are still there and say, oh, do you want me to wait for you? And you know that their presence will just deflate sip alcohol. It is a blessing to have people like that in your life. It is a blessing. You don't want to surround yourself with the one who says, hey, your dress is too long. Ah, I know you go to church now, but can't you get a shorter one? If you do that, nobody will buy us extra drink. dress? When I got invested, I realized that other girls groom other girls to become bad girls. Yeah. One day, my roommate, they thought I was asleep. I wasn't asleep. And then as they had come for her to take her, yeah, but it's okay, she's she's saved now. As they had come for her to take her out, and she was like, she won't go, you know, there, there, she doesn't know. And they they are not going out with other students. They are going out with this old married man. And the girl was explaining to her that I can't even translate, she was like, listen, calm down, loosen up, loosen up, you'll get treasure, you get treasure. <laughs> then she started pointing to the gold on her hand, the gold on her neck, the gold, I tell you, oh, before I knew it, the girl has put on her shoe and was going. It's evangelism. Recently, one of those people was telling me that when I'm preaching to the young adults, I should preach properly. I say, hey, you meet to one were young, we two, they were preaching to us. We didn't listen. <laughs> Some standing as if at that time nobody was telling us. We were being told we knew what was right and what was wrong. Listen, it is never too late to have wisdom. It is never too late to come and get the right knowledge that you need. Never, never too late. Don't, don't, don't ever be deceived. Yeah. If you ask people who sell drugs, they'll let you know that the first few drugs they'll give you is for free. You see, it's only Christians that we don't know how, that we have to invest in evangelism. They will give you your first few drugs for free till you need it. Then they'll tell you what the price is. Yeah. Yeah. They'll tell you that if you don't drink some of this or smoke that, you'll make the party down. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even have coke here. <laughs> we, if we had coke, we'd giving. We don't have. We don't have. But I'll tell you that we have this one. And the worst one—I don't even know what they call them this day, But in those days, they have those pink-looking drink. Purple. They look very girly, and then they look like they are. Um, squash or something, but it is. Hey, Ennis the Lord Father. <laughs> Listen, all of you, you are sitting in this room and acting weird. In your past, in your present, you know what I'm talking about. So stop behaving like. Where is this man talking about? Listen, you have not always been saved. Once upon a time, you were not saved. If you don't confront some of these things, this is your salvation. You can lose it. You can lose it. There is more fighting to take it away from you than fighting to let you keep it. See, even we as Christians, we become diplomatic. The other time we had the uh, workers' meeting and we're discussing what, uh, how far is too far. How much pressure can you put somebody well, You have to give people space. You have to give them room. You don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Have you seen a drug dealer who is thinking whether you're making them uncomfortable or not uncomfortable? Give people room. Give them, allow them. Make room, for, make room, make room, and they are being destroyed. 2 Corinthians 4, let's go through this passage and we'll go home. May we desire to have knowledge of God. May we desire to seek him better. May we desire to know him better and better. How many of you, the people that you know very well, your relationship with them is very different? I have friends in my life that there's no way somebody can come and say that, Susan said this about you and I'll believe it. Never. The level of knowledge I have with that person tells me that they won't say a thing like that. See some of us when things go wrong because of the lack of knowledge of God, we easily say this one is God. Second Corinthians 4 we're going to read from 3 to 6 amplify. But even if our gospel Also be hidden, obscured, and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God. It is hidden to those who are perishing and obscured. Only to those who are spiritually dying and veiled to those who are lost. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' mind that they should not discern the truth. He says that blindness is the reason why people don't have knowledge of God. And it is not blindness of the eye, it is blindness of the mind. So you can be blind in sight, blind in mind. Which means that your acquisition of knowledge and understanding can be hindered. By blindness. And the reason why it says blindness of mind... ...is because knowledge is received and kept in the mind. We don't keep knowledge in the eyes. Our thoughts is what is transformed into belief. Hmm. And the reason why... ...I said our world is noisy our environment is so crowded, so dark, it's because if you are blinded in the mind, you will not think correctly. You won't think clearly. Haven't you realized that if you are going through certain things, you don't even think clearly. Some of you, when you get upset at work, have you seen how you manifest? Some of you, when you get upset in church, have you seen how you manifest? Hey, you storm off, you storm off, you storm. It's blindness of your mind. If you are to think through it, you won't take that step that you are taking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm divorcing you. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. You see that if you could think. Where, where are we going? If you, yeah. yeah. One bishop in America, he came into the room, his wife was parking, you know, parking, you know, and then he was like, What I mean, what's the matter? She said, Oh, I'm leaving. He said, Where are we going? <laughs> Just tell me where we are parking so that I can, if you think you're going by by yourself, you're you are just joking. Yeah, We will not think clearly. We will not think correctly. We will also not interpret correctly. When our mind is blinded, we don't interpret correctly. You know, in the season of COVID, Christians have interpreted it all kinds of ways. You need cl- uh, clarity of mind and thought to be able to interpret things correctly. That is why sometimes things are given to us so that it will confuse us. For some of us, certain gifts, when they come to us, you have to send it back because that gift is supposed to confuse your mind. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not even that you're totally blind. Sometimes it's just bled. Do you know when things are bled? They look as if they are there. You don't know if they are there. Yeah, You don't know if it's a dog, if it's a fox. You can see that it's an animal and has four legs. (laughs) It is that darkness and that blindness that makes Christians become more and more comfortable in sin and in wrong things. When a place is dark, you, if you like, even in a nightclub, if you like, let them turn the light on in the nightclub. Oh! There are people who stop what they are doing. It's the darkness that manifests and gives room to that space. If I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. Oh, if you can tell me I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. No, it's true. Do Yeah. I didn't even know that there was a study of light for uh, restaurants. Not, do you know that person? Right. Right. Uh, when you go to Blue Sakura and they put those lights there, it's, purpose. it's purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they say jazz club and you take somebody to the jazz club, the reason why the person becomes more and more relaxed, more and more flexible, then you put your hand on there and they leave their hand there. Then you move their hand there. Is the lights! And that is why, I don't know why husbands and wives, you won't take your wives and things there. You are struggling, you touch, her, should say, who is that? You, you don't use light. <laughs> it's almost like the world has understood things better than the church. Yeah. Tell somebody it's the light. <laughs> It's the light, it's the light, is the light is the light, 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 Yeah, it's the light, is the light. I'll give you a verse, I'll give you a verse. John three twenty the Bible says that for everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to the light, lest their deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, and his deeds are clearly seen. Yeah. You see how Adam and Eve began to hide themselves? It was because of sin. They wanted the light was coming towards them, like no, no, no. And the Lord had said, "Why have you covered yourself? The light will show you your nakedness." The light will expose what is wrong. And as a Christian, if there's any area of your life that you are challenging, expose it to the light. Yeah. All of us have our issues and our challenges. What gives us victory is the closer we get to the light. When you have people around you who are pulling you towards the dark, you should be able to tell them, Satan, get it behind me. It's a season of Christians becoming Christians. It's a season where we want to see the manifest. If the Bible is saying that believe in God and you'll be established, why are you not getting established? Believe in his word and you'll pro- Why, 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 why? Because you're not going in that direction. You have to begin to despise evil, even if it's coming from you. You see, a lot of the time, we always want to associate it to others. That this person made me do the wrong thing. This person made me. No, sometimes it is you. Sometimes you are the one who takes others into the bush. May the eyes of our understanding be open. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, verse 15. Therefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the sins, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, blindness of the mind, Understanding also has eyes. Being enlightened. Because you see, some of the times, it's not just knowing. What you know, you have to understand what you know. Otherwise, you can be meditating on the wrong thing. Have you learned the wrong thing, memorized it, and failed your exam? I mean, and the confidence with which you wrote the answer. (laughs) As for extra sheet, it means two things. Either you are totally failing or you're going to do really well. Sometimes the best way to know is those who are very, very intelligent in a class, if you don't see them getting extra papers, you should know that probably you're doing something that's very wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll be overconfident and you annoy the teacher with all the things you have written that they have to go and read. the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance can you imagine when the eyes of your understanding are cleared and you can see clearly here the eyes here, not this one you will know what God has called you for what your inheritance is And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? The manifestation of the power is towards those who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised Christ from the dead. Verse 22 says that, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head of all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. When your understanding is enlightened, when your understanding is opened, you will get to a place where you know what you know. You will get to a place where you now understand what you should know. It doesn't necessarily mean you know it, but you know what you should know. It will get you to the place where you also know what you can know. I mean, you, can you imagine that if you know that if I learn these five chapters, chapters, I'm going to get a distinction. It doesn't mean you've learned them, but at least now you know what you should know, what you can know. But it also takes you to the place where you will know what you cannot know, especially when it comes to our walk with God. Because there are things about God that you cannot know can only be accessed through belief and faith and trust. And that is the greatest challenge for Christians because we want to know everything. Yeah, until I know. But there are things that you will come, when your understanding is enlightened and your faith, you will come to know that there are things that you cannot know. (laughs) Yeah. When you go home, read Isaiah 55. Read from verse 6 to 13. That's why he says in verse 8, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. My ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. If I say that every word that I send forth will accomplish in that thing that I have sent it to do, it will prosper. You will know that. How is he going to do it? This is one of the things I don't understand, but this is one of the things I believe that he will do. You see that the Christians who have a level of victory are the Christians who have gotten to the place where they know that this one I don't know, but I know the God who knows what it is and how it can be done. There are things that we don't know how God will do it. All we know is that he will do it. We can never understand the virgin birth of Christ, but we know it happens because God can do it. God can raise the dead. God God can bring back to life anything that is dead in my life. God can resurrect things that I have given up on. God, when everybody else says no, and God says yes, the yes will come to pass. In my weaknesses, his strength is made perfect. How can God use a vessel like me, earthen vessel, that men despise? Well, if God says he can use it, I don't understand. I don't know. But if God says he can do it, he can do it. Rise up to your feet.